Hey there, welcome to this edition of The Shalene Show. It's Car Smart Friday, and today we are talking about intuitive eating, informed eating, and restrictive eating. Put your seatbelt on, we're going for a ride. Welcome to The Shalene Show. Shalene is a New York Times bestselling author, celebrity fitness trainer, and obsessed with helping you live your dream life. I got a really great question yesterday on Instagram. Someone sent me a DM and I thought, this is so good. She said, Shaleen, I'm really confused about intuitive eating. I'm doing the 131 method and I understand that ultimately that's the goal, but I'm entering this as someone who already eats intuitively. I eat when I'm hungry and I eat what I like and I don't shame myself, but I don't love the fact that I am at least 50 pounds overweight. So please explain to me why it is I would wanna do the 131 method when I really am already an intuitive eater. I thought, okay, and I'm kind of paraphrasing what she said, but fair question. And it really got me to thinking about the term intuitive eating and how a lot of people don't really know what that means and who is who is it that gets to decide exactly how to define that term. So what I'm going to do is just kind of define what I believe is the healthiest way for you to define that for yourself and to really explain the difference between what it means to be an informed eater because maybe that's the term that we need to use. So it's true. If you're eating intuitively, the idea behind that, and this is a new concept, is something I think registered dietitians initially started practicing this with clients. But as far as I could go back, the first mention I see of it is in the early 1990s. But it really refers to this idea that you are, rather than living by rules of what's good and what's bad, and rather than allowing your emotion to dictate when you eat, that you are listening to your internal dialogue, that if you want something, you are to eat it until you're full and then notice that you're full and not eat again until you're hungry. But it's to eat when you're hungry, it's to eat what you your body craves, and it is to kind of remove the, the shame and the stigma and all the rules around eating and to really live by your own guidelines. However, here's where I take issue maybe even with the idea of how it's defined and, and maybe even how we use it inside the one through one method. And, and as I said, maybe a, a better way to describe what we try to teach people is informed eating. Informed eating means not that you're informed of someone else's rules. Informed eating means that you are informed on how the bodies work. Like, so there are certain things that all of our bodies do, right? The way the Krebs cycle works, the way your metabolism works. And there are varying degrees or rates at which each of us burn calories. But for the most part, you know, digestion and sleep and many of the normal bodily functions, including hormone production, are generally pretty close. You know, we share, you and I have very similar DNA. 99% of our DNA is nearly identical. It is that piece that's the epigenetics. It's the part that, you know, the way you've lived your life where you've lived, how you've dieted, your actual DNA, meaning your ancestors and your genetic makeup, those kinds of things in your environment and what you're eating, all of those things change your body's chemistry and the way your body works. That's called epigenetics. It can, well, actually, 
really to define epigenetics, we're talking about the way your genes express themselves based on the conditions they're exposed to, which is all the things I just listed previously. And so when you think about those things, when I talk about informed eating, there's like, you need to be informed of how your body and hormones or the body and hormones work. But the informed piece goes beyond that. It needs to go to a place where not only are you informed on how most bodies work, but how yours specifically works. And that means you need to know you know, more than what the average person really knows today about how their body will respond when they are eating foods that are inflammatory to you, right? So in other words, if I'm informed of what things cause me inflammation, cause me digestional distress, cause me to be puffy or swollen or lethargic or tired or get a rash, if I'm informed of those things and then I choose to eat them, that's okay because I'm making an informed decision. But you see, if I'm not informed and I eat something just because I feel like it, I don't know that that's healthy, right? Like case in point, you know, before I did gut testing and realized that it was quinoa at the time, I can now have a reasonable amount of quinoa. I can have it from time to time. But before I knew that, I was just going off of, you know, all the normal places where you look for foods that are quote good foods and bad foods or clean foods and foods you should avoid and and I was really trying to unprocess my diet and get off of all these diet foods and zero calorie you know BS processed junk that I was living on protein bars and protein shakes and anything low fat anything low calorie anything you know anything that was like diet food I was like oh I can have as much as I want well when I started to unprocess my diet one of the foods that I, I really enjoyed was quinoa And obviously a lot of fruits and vegetables and I love cucumbers and tomatoes and and I'm a creature of habit. Like once I love a food, I just want to eat it until I never want to see it again. And there was a period of time where I was doing quinoa like lunch and dinner and I was also doing a lot of, a massive amount of cucumbers and a massive amount of tomatoes. And when I did my gut testing, it was no wonder that I was still experiencing like really major digestional distress, IBS, candida, and leaky gut even though I had unprocessed my diet. And that is because I learned, I am now informed, or I was informed at that time, and I did obviously following the one-through-one method, doing my own testing. And then once I discovered Viome, the gut testing that I've talked about, and if you didn't hear those episodes, I want you to go back and listen to them. It's really, really fascinating. It goes beautifully hand-in-hand with the one-through-one method, but even if you're not doing the one-through-one method, I think you will still find it incredibly insightful to know what's going on in your gut. So if you go back and listen to those episodes, like they're some of the most popular that I've done, I'll put the show links below. But if you do also want to check out Viome, as listeners, you guys get, I believe it's $25 off. You go to viome.com forward slash Shalene. I just want to say this. they That's my car making noises. It's not me. Um, When they run specials, you get the special, then they don't also apply the discount. You know what I'm saying? Okay, anyways, back to eating informed. So if I was just doing intuitive eating, I still would be in a pretty unhealthy state because I wasn't informed. Does that make sense? So I'm kind of wondering, I guess I'm thinking out loud here and 
what I'm trying to say is that when we describe intuitive eating in the one through one method, we really mean informed eating. And maybe I've just decided that we need to change that phraseology because maybe that is misleading. But what I don't want, and this is why talking about food can be so confusing sometimes, is that what I don't want is people to believe that informed eating means, again, that you are informed of someone else's rules and you're informed of you know what you can and cannot eat and then you're following those rules. That is called restrictive eating. Gosh, and you know, I, I know people mean well who are trying to help others get control of their weight and try to help others on their health journey. But can I just tell you, it drives me freaking nuts when I see people say, hey, everybody, we're all going to do this quote unquote diet or this cleanse or this, we're all going to do this detox together and we're all going to follow this exact meal plan and we're all eating the same thing. And, you know, I've got a list of everything that you are going to eat and I'm going to eat and so is everybody else in this group for the next 21, 35, 95, 100 days, whatever it is. Like that drives me crazy because then I, and then I hear people saying like, just three more days. Anything that you're like counting down the days for it to be over, that's a diet. That's restrictive. That is restrictive. And if you ever hear anyone saying that about the one through one method, like saying like, oh, I've just got five more days, then they're doing it all wrong. They're doing it with a dieter's mentality because the deal with the one through one method is you're just learning about what works for your body and what doesn't. And you've got all this ability to take that information, the science, and to figure out how you want to modify it, how you want to change it, what works best for you. Do you want to spend, you know, four weeks eating vegetarian or do you want to, you know, go high protein, low fat, like you learn how to assess it, how to track it, how to measure it, how to really pay attention to what's going on instead of just following a friggin' meal plan. And that's the other thing when I talk about informed eating, if you were to just go by how you felt and not actually what you knew, that also could be dangerous because for example, if you get your blood sugars in order and you'll stop craving foods that you currently are just like, oh gosh, I want that so bad. I mean, there's a way to stop feeling food cravings. There's also a way that you can control your hormones and regulate your sugar and insulin levels, your leptin and your ghrelin, which are your primary hunger hormones, so that you aren't hungry all the time. And you can get pretty good at that. And let's say you're just doing that and you didn't realize you'd slipped into mild ketosis, right? And then you're like, gosh, I'm not hungry. I'm not hungry. And that just went on and on. Well, is that okay for you to go three or four days without eating? And the longer you do a fast, the less hungry you are, although emotionally you might want to eat, but the less hunger feelings you would feel. So your intuition would tell you, you don't need to eat. And the only way that that might be safe is if you're doing it from an informed perspective, meaning have you taken it too far or is this safe for you to do? Do you have enough body fat? What's happening to your sleep patterns? What's happening to your hormones? Like all of these things, that's called being informed. One of the registered dietitians, in fact, our program director, Ashley Sweeney, turned me on to mushroom coffee. And at first I'm like, ew, does it taste like mushrooms? It doesn't, not at all. It tastes like coffee, but the difference between a mushroom coffee and a coffee is the adaptogens. So I'm really excited to share with you my favorite brand, which is Four Sigmatic. 
Four Sigmatic makes the highest quality functional mushroom and adaptogens by incorporating them into mainstream products like coffee and tea and hot cocoa. Now, the mushrooms Four Sigmatic puts into their products are, they're like literally superfoods. I don't know if you guys have looked into the healing qualities of mushrooms, but it's kind of crazy. I need to look for ways, additional ways that I can get energy without using caffeine, right? Because caffeine sometimes can have a detrimental effect on your adrenal glands. What I love about these adaptogens is that they improve the skin, they support your hormones, they improve gut health, and of course, it's all helping your immune system, your cellular function. Now, just like a coffee, you can add almond milk or coconut creamer or your MCT oil or a little dash of Himalayan pink sea salt. That's what I love to add. Maybe some stevia if you want to sweeten it up a little bit. But for me, in the evenings, what I was doing is a lot of bone broth, which is great, but I just realized I need something a little bit more for my immune system. I just felt like, okay, I need something more, something that's going to give me more immune support. And so that's when I started trying mushroom coffee, specifically the Four Sigmatic mushroom coffee. And I want to tell you guys about it because reducing the amount of coffee or other stimulating drinks that you're consuming and consider Four Sigmatic. Okay. P.S. They've put together a special for us. You get 15% off your order. You can get that by going to four. It's F-O-U-R, like the number, but spelled out four sigmatic, S-I-G-M-A-T-I-C, foursigmatic.com forward slash Shaleen, and you'll get 15% off your first order. Our program director, Ashley, she's a registered dietitian. She loves this stuff. She's the one that's really turned me on to it, and I think you're going to love it. We keep it socked up in our office, and I'd love to hear what you think about it. And if you can't remember that link, don't worry. We've placed it for you below in our show notes. I was fortunate enough this week. I had two really cool opportunities this week. I flew up to Seattle, Washington. That's a cool state. And Seattle's a cool city. You guys, I love it. I also love rain, so I could see myself living there. But I got to meet with Naveen Jain. He's been on the podcast several times. He's been on Build Your Tribe. You should check out those episodes. But he asked me to be on his podcast talking about my moonshot, which is... You know, when someone has a moonshot, by his definition, it's when you have this big, audacious, ridiculous goal that people are like, yeah, good luck with that. But you're like, I don't care. I'm going to shoot for the moon. And for me, that is the 131 method. I know it's crazy to think that people will change, but I've seen it happen. I, I know it is possible. I know we can change the legacy of health. I know we can redefine health. I know that you are smart enough and you know that. I know that people actually don't want to be placated to and they don't want to be dumbed down and they actually do want to make really informed decisions and they don't want to be led like sheep to do the same workouts and drink the same drinks and to take all the same supplements and to eat all the same food plans because someone told them to do that. I think that we used to do that because we were like, oh, it's complicated. And we used to doubt our own ability to understand that stuff. I Well, I guess I'm just speaking for me. For me personally, I didn't want to know much about my metabolism or hormones or food or nutrition. And for that matter, even as a health and fitness professional, anytime someone would talk about it or I'd listen to it in a podcast, I'd be like, la, 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 la. like I would tell myself as I was listening, oh, you won't, you don't need to remember this. You got to plan your following. 
you don't need to know what that does. Like, and I would literally forget whatever it was I'd just heard or been exposed to because I was doubting my own ability to comprehend it, to remember it, and to understand it. And I, I know I've got more potential than that, and I know you do too. And I believe that we can just shift that thinking. We can change the way our kids learn about nutrition and food and their bodies and the way they view food and their bodies. And that starts with us. And it's going to start like one girlfriend to another saying like, without judgment, like, you know, you can do whatever you want. I just, I know what works for me. I feel amazing. And I know when I don't feel amazing, I actually know why. That's the other really cool thing. It's like, you know, like I recently shared with you how I I knew something was off. My energy was not where it was supposed to be. In the past, I would have just ignored that. I would have let a doctor tell me, you know, maybe you need to go on depression medication or SSRIs, or I would have just listened to a doctor and said, oh, or, you know, maybe you just need more sleep. I would have just listened. But I knew, I knew enough about my body and, and what I was eating and everything else to go, okay, my nutrition is dialed in for me right now. So is my exercise, so is my sleep. Something else is going on. And that's such a powerful place to be when you're really informed. And so that to me is the term. I don't know if anyone else is using that term, but I like it. Informed eating. Informed eating, yeah. So that's the difference between intuitive eating and informed eating. Informed eating puts the power back in your hands. You can decide, yeah, you know what? I don't have to wonder if I can eat this. I don't have to consult someone's plan. I already know how my body is going to handle it. I know I have a pretty good sense of how I'm going to feel tomorrow. And I'm going to make an informed decision. I'm willing to pay the consequences. Or, you know what? I really am not willing to pay the consequences. Last night we were out at dinner and I had a little glass of red wine. You know, we were at a really, really nice five-star restaurant. We normally bring our own wine. We normally, lately we've been doing this, bring our own dry farm wine. But we hadn't. We were invited out to dinner with friends. And, you know, they asked me if I wanted more wine. And and I declined. And then someone ordered me a cocktail. And I just played with it. And you know why? Because I was like, you know, sometimes it's not like I won't drink alcohol if it's not dry farm wines or it's not like I won't have a cocktail I for sure do but I was just like you know I don't need it and I just when I do that I do feel even with one cocktail I do feel it the next day and I didn't feel like paying those consequences so I made an informed decision last night to just stir my straw and say thank you and but not, I didn't drink the cocktail so that's an informed decision but you know next week I might be in the same situation and go, you know, I'm going to make a decision that, yeah, I'm going to wake up tomorrow and just feel a little groggy. And I can do that. You know, and some people used to call that, you know, intuitive eating. I call that informed eating. It's like an informed consent, you know. Restrictive eating makes you crazy because you can't have something. When you restrict you're placing all of the value on what it is you can't have. And that becomes your focus. And man, think about the way the brain works. If there's something you can't have, that's all that you can think about. You know that you are eating in a way that's very restrictive. If you look at a food and because in your mind you've made a rule that it's too high in carbohydrates or that you don't eat fruit or I don't eat dairy or grains and not because 
you know how they impact you, but because you've convinced yourself of that because you've read it in someone's book or you belong to a quote unquote, you know, food tribe. Like I'm keto for life. I'm paleo. I'm vegetarian, whatever it is. You know, if you're doing that because it's part of your identity and not because you know how it really will impact you, that's restrictive. If you're so afraid of having somebody else prepare food for you and you don't know how many ounces are in it or who made it or what's in it and it is debilitating, like you can't go out to dinner or your children are noticing that you can't eat the things that they will eat, which by the way, if there's food that you won't eat it because you think it's unhealthy and it's processed junk, why are you feeding that to your children? Why are you buying it? Because you're going to the grocery store. But restrictive is such an unhealthy way to be, you know? Gosh, Brett and I were networking. Again, last week when we were up in Seattle and this gentleman invited us out to lunch. This is the craziest story. I hope he's listening because he kind of needs to hear this. So he took us to this place where there's like all these like little individual restaurants, kind of like a food court, but it really wasn't like, you know, what you're thinking, like a mall food court. I said, oh, okay, so where do you normally eat here? And he says, oh, I I don't eat out. I said, you don't eat out ever, ever? And he goes, no, no, I I need to weigh my food and prepare my food. And I I need to be in control of all of that. Like, I'm, you know, very regimented and there's very few things I can eat. I thought, wow, that's hard, man. Here we have this opportunity to network and he can't. Like he, he can't. It's almost like an illness. You know, I could just tell. Then I, I then I took a little closer look at him. I'm like, oh wow, the belt is in the perfect place. The shirt is crisp and fitted to a T and the pants and the, and the hair is coiffed and like there's not a hair out of place. And I just thought, wow, that'd be tough to live with that kind of perfection, you know? And I'm sure it feels like the world is out of control when you can't control all of those things, when you can't control your food, when you can't control when you're going to work out, when you, when there's a disruption, I'm not talking about, you know, living the 80, 20 rule, right? Like, yeah, I'm going to be in a bad mood too, if I can't exercise for a couple of days and I want to, but I'm not going to be in a bad mood if I wake up and I'm like, oh my gosh, my body's way too sore. I need to take the day off. Or if, you know, I'm exercising regularly and then something happens and I've got to tend to family matters and I, I can't get my workout in. Yeah, it's kind of a bummer, but I'm not like freaking out about it right like or if there's just abs- like there's I can't have uh, grass fed grass finished beef and there's just no way for me to know if in fact this is and we're in a, a nice restaurant and I've ordered a steak I'm order- I'm making an informed decision that's not going to kill me but if you are a restrictive eater you're going to be like absolutely not I will not touch it right that's kind of restrictive you know and I'm not saying it's good or bad but it's certainly not very freeing. It's certainly a tough place to exist. And you know that because we've talked a lot about that in the last couple podcasts. So it's really tempting when you see folks, especially in social media today, and they're showing their before and afters, like, see what we all did for 94 days, whatever it is. You see it and you're like, oh, I should do that too. But just don't forget to remind yourself that even if you have to do those things because it's your business and I understand, God bless you, but just do it from an informed perspective. I ask of you 
those of you who are health coaches and nutritionists and personal trainers, I ask you to have faith in the people that you lead and you work with and to believe that they're smart enough to understand what it is their body needs and to educate them and to educate yourself and then to share that education and allow people grace to make their own decisions and let's remove the morality that we have around food. Like if I hear a clean meal or a cheat meal, those words are so demoralizing and I know I use them in the past too, but when we know better, we do better. Saying things like even clean eating, you know, like, well, what's dirty eating? (laughs) You know what I mean? You know, right now, so many of you, you wake up and you think, Well, I'm going to be good today, quote, good. And what does that mean? It means you get your workout in and you eat clean, whatever that is. I'm going to be good. I get these messages every single freaking day. Shalene, I'm doing the one through one method, but today I was bad. What? No, you're always a good person. You made an informed decision today to do something that maybe doesn't agree with you. That doesn't make you a bad person. Newsflash. You weren't bad. You aren't bad. You know, we've got to stop waking up each day and thinking, is this a good day or a bad day? We've got to stop beating ourselves up at the end of the day and saying, oh, I was bad today. No, you weren't. You made some informed decisions and you can make informed, better decisions tomorrow, better in terms of your health. But even if you don't make better decisions tomorrow, that doesn't mean that you are a worse person. It doesn't make you a better person because you eat a certain way or you exercise a certain way or you didn't get enough sleep. And it's so much more, as I always say, than food and exercise. It is your sleep, it is your stress. If we're talking about you having the healthiest body possible, you've gotta think about more than just eating in in a way that's informed. You've gotta think about how it is you're living your life in an informed way. Being informed about your health means you know what toll it's taking on you to have this constant tension in your home or the fact that you're dealing with an addiction. You are making an informed decision to damage your own brain and your own health and the potential of your mitochondria by being sleep deprived night after night because you won't put your phone down because you're not organized enough to get yourself in bed earlier because you're making something else a bigger priority than your health. If you're not getting your sleep with the exception of new moms, maybe, and, and I'm sure there are a few other like exceptions where you have no choice, but most of you, 98% of us, we have a choice. And I can get real sassy right here because I made the wrong choice. I made a choice that did not honor my health for more than 19 years. And my brain paid the price. My family paid the price. My health paid the price. And that was just one component. You know, health is so much more than how we're eating. It's living our life in an informed way. Wow, this is cool. I had to get off the phone and go talk to Ashley Sweeney, our our program director for the One Through One Method. We need to have a little, I guess we'll pull in all of our registered dietitians and say, all right, what do you think? Should we change the verbiage? Let me know what you think, would you? Hit me up. Hit me up on um, Instagram. Take a screenshot of this podcast. Send it to me and say, I like informed eating or mm, I prefer the term intuitive eating. Let me know. I guess I better trademark this before I publish this podcast. Yeah. Hey, thank you so much for the reviews. (gasps) Thank you so much. They mean so much to me, you guys. 
Every day, Kristen will screenshot them and her favorites and send them to me. I'm like, I know, I already read that one. How amazing is it? So it's been really fun having her also read your reviews. So without further ado, Kristen, take it away. Today's review, written by Samantha Sears, titled The Best. I love this podcast. It helps you find your passion, stay grounded and positive. I love you, Shaleen. 